You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey guys, welcome back to Gay Side Stories with Trillificent. I am he, he is me, and we is tired, but we is here. And I'm so excited about this episode because I'm getting to collaborate with some of my faves here in the Seattle area. I am joined again by Ray and Jay from the He Said, He Said podcast. Hello, hello, fellas. How are you? We are so good. Mm, Blessed and highly famous. Thank you for your favor. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for being friends and confidants. Because listen, (laughs) this is not the usual setup, but we're making it work. Okay. Listen, when queer when queer folk come together, we can achieve anything. We move mountains out here. Okay. We definitely can. We move mountains. Well, or bottoms. Not currently. Bottoms. Oh my God, I can't. Mm -mm. How do you move them? Do they move in herds? Like, how does that work exactly? You know, the do they fly came, south for the winter? The, they do. Okay. Down south Let and me find up out. north. Okay. Oh, my God. Listen, down south. You know, okay use your imagination. Oh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, because this is going to be a little bit of a mashup episode, yes. we're going to change things up a bit. So instead of the usual first segment, which is the queer query, we're actually going to be doing a segment from He Said, He Said, which is unfiltered and unbothered. So I'm going to throw it to my illustrious guests slash co-hosts. Come on. To lead this prayer. Well, let's mash potato this out, honey. Oh, I love the mashed potato. Come on. You do? Yeah, the dance. It's fun. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> All right. So you want to go first with your little unfiltered moment? No, you can go. It's okay. Fine. So I'll I cede the floor felt, to you. Okay. So this is Jay. Um, yes. Clearly, I'm here, queer, and doing the most. Yeah. Uh, and my first topic, I want it to be more of a conversation, but okay. there has been a lot of discussion and news around gay celebrities and okay. newly outed new people being, I guess, coming out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Willow Smith coming out. Um, of recent saying that she loves men and women. She's really okay. more attracted to the person, not the gender. Uh, well, of course she is. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's completely <laughs> on mean, brand for her. And I'm here smash. for it. Like, I low-key stand for Willow. Like, she is stunning. <laughs> she is. She's I mean, I have lots of questions about their Scienti- Scientology-adjacent life. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I want uh, that, obviously. And then I, I, the question I have for the group really around gay celebrities, is it taboo to really... Um, for the person that comes out has to then become like the face of like the gay movement or I think Little Nas X just recently just said he didn't want to be the face of um, gay rappers. So he really say that. Well, he didn't. He did say that. I was going to say, <laughs> did I misquote somebody? <laughs> no, you're right. But I think it's important <laughs> to have a discussion around how, you know, we're seeing a lot of celebrities come out as being gender non-conforming or gender fluid uh, and non-binary. And I think that it's really interesting to talk through the the concept is, do we think that like, is it, is it too much to ask a celebrity to be the face of, or do they choose it? Like, what are your thoughts? I mean, I guess I'll start. So I, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so I don't necessarily know if it's fair, but I think that it's, almost expected because it's Mm -hmm. like it's just like when people say i don't want to be a role model but it's like but you're in the public eye and you have people who look up to you you have millions of fans so you become a role model whether you want it or not Mm -hmm. and i thought i thought it was it was absolutely fascinating to me that lil nas x came out the way that he did because we had talked on our pod about 
him and when I had done research on him, the one rumor that was going around was that he actually used to run a Nicki Minaj fan account. Mm -hmm. And when I read that, I said, well, that's an interesting thing for a cisgendered straight man to do. And I thought to myself, well, I wonder what that means for him. And he had denied that he had ties to whatever this site was. Mm. And now when I heard like, oh, he's come out, I'm like, oh, okay, so right that makes sense but it also makes sense to me that someone who's 20 years old because he's only 20 that That he would say i don't want to be the face of anything like i am just trying to figure my own shit out Mm -hmm. and like i don't want to have my mistakes plastered all over you know what i mean the, the challenge i have with not being the face of is that ultimately there's two parts right you 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 become a role model when you're a celebrity but you're also a role model when you're an older brother or a sibling or you know, a, a cousin or, a, you know, a family friend, like That's you're a role true. model already. Yeah. You have and someone's when you, watching when you. you're a celebrity, like it's not about being the face. It's about creating space. So I think that he needs to realize that he's not the face. Cause there are many people before him that were gay and are out, maybe not in the hip hop community, However, like you're not the face, you are creating space. So you're 20 years old, you're having a moment right now. You have a seat at the table that many would never. So find room for the table, create the space and bring them with you. It's about just not, you're not the face. You're creating space. Come on, quote. I was going to say, first of all, quotables. <laughs> we like them. Um, I would go a little deeper on this because I wonder if the climate has a little bit mm. to do with that because I could see even myself at my big age if Not I had a, a moment <laughs> maybe I would consider I don't know if I want to be the the, the proverbial fate. face of this uh-huh. because it's more than just the scrutiny it's more than just this pressure of trying to move the community forward yeah. it's backlash that he's already been a victim of to a certain right. degree the wrangler yeah. thing it gets yeah elevated right yeah. and then when you bring into the the plate of factors that you have in front of you sexuality you have a young black boy mm-hmm. for yeah, yes he's 20 for the most old. part he's yeah. 20 like yes. he's he's legal but we know that at 20 years old, we don't know anything about anything. He can't sure even don't. get a drink in a bar legally. He cannot. Shit, he when I was 20, I met my husband. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, might, he might you be You ain't no shit. So, Oops. yeah, that makes Ooh. sense. Ooh. <laughs> no, it just turned into a therapy session. <laughs> okay. okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Little claws X is over here. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I wonder if that's part of it. Like, you don't want to necessarily sign yourself up for more than you are maybe not even capable of handling because no, for sure. I can't maturity. imagine what kind of negativity he has received oh, since yeah. this. Oh, and yeah. he is very, very, very good at the internet. Oh, oh he is. Like, he yeah. trolls like no one else. Oh, but I can just imagine people on his DMs Because it can be a regular and, person. It could yeah. be me. If I say something and the wrong person sees it, mm-hmm. retweets it, now... I'm being bashed and people yeah. are threatening my life and all kinds of stuff. You have this black boy who has the number one record mm-hmm. in the country, yes. has for a while. Mm-hmm. If I'm not weeks. mistaken, I believe his EP weeks. is supposed to be debuting like mm-hmm. number two on the Billboard 200. Yeah, it yeah. is. Or it he did. is doing all these things. He is 
making space. He is. He's blocking the, all the white artists from in the country <laughs> realm, which you know how they are. Yes. Okay. You, you know, they, let them tell it. Black folk don't have anything to do with country music. Listen. And take it one step further. He is a brown boy. Mm-hmm. He has skin. black features. He's not. He has beautiful lips. <laughs> oh. Close your ears. <laughs> oh, my. But he has beautiful. I mean, he's 20 years old. Please, I don't look at 20 year olds that way. Allegedly. But he has black features mm-hmm. and he just got a bunch of backlash because of the Wrangler deal. Yeah. And this was this was based on race. But I think so. To your point, when you add sexuality to that, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how that heightens the hate that he's receiving. Yeah. But then back to your point, you know, he's young. Yeah. And not everybody has that mindset of I want to be an activist out here. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. he's still enjoying his moment. And exactly. I'm not honestly I'm not I'm mad at that it. at all. Me yeah. And I think he is a good example of if he just continues to be himself, the it will happen without him really really trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like you said, he's kicking down these doors, he he's is. working with all these artists. Mm-hmm. He he's respected. It turns out I haven't listened to his EP yet, but it's on my to do list. It's but I've bad. heard good things about it. It's so he's bad. marginally talented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't just the uh, the one fluke. song. Yeah. I don't know. I think the, my hope is also that the community within the entertainment community is embraced, has embraced, and is they embracing will. him. And yeah. I think my hope is that to the point we're all making is he is 20 years old. So it will require a mentor Mm -hmm. uh, or someone to bring him along this journey. And I think a really great example of someone that has done this really organically where she has become a face to the transgender community, Laverne Cox, and even middle America knows who she is. And she's been nominated for these prestigious awards. She is on orange is the new black. She is most recently, you know, curated a pride a, a collection at H and M. Like people know her, mm-hmm. and I think that she's been able to create this space as an ally, an advocate, and a part of the community, but also still a creative. So my hope is that that is happening, and I think it's just really interesting that we are in 2019, and it's still such a big fucking deal, 50 years after Stonewall, that someone is out. And they're gay. 50 yeah. years. Ellen was in the 90s. And that was like. <laughs> yeah. Huge but, and I agree. And thing. honestly, I, I, I think we need to give him his flowers we for do. doing it. Yeah. Because Bukes, your Bukes. average 20 year old yeah. who is having even a sliver of the success he's having would never would have said never anything. Have said anything. Yeah. I mean, beyond the for 20 year olds, sure. think about the, his, the history of these artists, some of the artists that we'll name, we're going to say alleged before. Um, we named them alleged. Um, Luther, Luther. Oh, that's okay. See, we know many of us have this, you know. Oh, we know, but he never, he never was able to live his authentic life, whether he was or whether he wasn't. We won't, we will never know from his mouth to our ears that he is a part of the community. We are all making assumptions, right? But we, we can, we can assume mm. that he wasn't able to say. This is who I am, and live, and still have a number one record. Like I think they're a little Olympics. stronger than assumptions, but that's an interesting point that you bring up, and it's something that we haven't talked about directly, which is that before I feel like Lil Nas X was getting backlash from white people, yes, mm-hmm. for the Wrangler thing, and I think now what he's experiencing 
a lot of the backlash that he's getting is actually going to start coming and has started coming from black people yeah. because of the homophobia that still runs rampant in the black community. Yep. So I think that that's also a really interesting aspect of this. And because he's from the South, you know what I mean? The South tends to be on average less progressive. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very interesting aspect of this where, you know, kudos to him for, you know, coming out. But I think that whether he wants to be the face of anything or not, that, he's almost automatically going to be kind of like Frank yeah. Ocean. Yeah. And what Frank Ocean did was he fucking disappeared. disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you and don't know who I'm dating. Down, you don't see me on the red carpet. Listen. You might see a grainy picture of me from some party where, you know, I was partying. But other than that, you don't see me. So Listen. it'll be interesting to see how music music with a lot of this. a lot of commas and question marks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Brits in the air. That's that music you put on you you become high just listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> or you go okay. to bed yeah no i i i think this is definitely a cultural moment because he is obviously like one of the biggest stars oh, yeah. in the country right now um I, he's of the generation i always thought like, young thug would be the one who would end up finally like coming out as like you know something listen. other than what we think he might be because of you know his dressing you know non-gender non-binary or whatever you want to call it but um, he might still he might but this is very I would never would have thought that Lil Nas X would did be you see that um, <laughs> sidebar did you see Dennis Rodman posted a picture of him on it was like a drawing of yeah, some sort that. That of weird. him on a horse and he was like and then he put like was wasn't like there a, like an eggplant emoji he put in the eggplant emoji in the caption yeah, and then like somebody that. on the comments was like is this Dennis Rodman coming out I was like Dennis Rodman already said he was like anything <laughs> that walks <laughs> You know, I wasn't concerned about that. I was like, "What? What? This picture and these? Right. This is a lot going I didn't on." See Back it. in the day, that Dennis, Dennis Rodman, you've talked about it. Back in the day, mm-hmm. Ray, you said Dennis Rodman could get it. Dennis Rodman had this thing about him because he's not cute. Never Ooh. been cute. Never will be cute. Ooh, but there was just something about his swag that made him attractive, and that's why he was pulling like the Carmen Electras of the world, where it's like he's not an attractive man, but he just had this je ne sais quoi that... Mm, come on, French. <laughs> that made... It, like, drew people in. And I would say that, like, he had his book, and, you know, he was talking about all the things that he was doing in his life. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I found him attractive at one time. Not anymore. Mm. He's so, a little crusty. So what's your unfiltered, unbothered moment over there? So um, the thing that I find interesting about this is actually... Um, maybe not even really unfiltered and unbothered, but it just kind of goes to show sh- opinion, bitch is unfiltered. It go- and you it, talk about it, you unbothered. It goes to show how important the Equality Act is, which the Equality mm. Act is something that still has not been passed. We have a Civil Rights Act. Civil Rights Act protects people for all different kinds of identities that you might have. Race, religion, gender. Well, actually, not, not fully gender because there's not a gender, not not a gender no. Equality Act. But um, So the equality, the equality Act is specifically targeted at LGBTQ. Um, because there's still like I don't know I think more than twenty states. There's a little where, um, a little over half sta- in the states in America you can be fired for being gay. Yeah, so it, it's or like being being gay or being trans. Yeah. Like it's legal somewhere in the community. Yeah, it's legal for them to say no to not, discriminate. No, thank you. Yeah, the discrimination is legal. So it's just it's one of those things where it's interesting. Another stat that I read that was that kind of floored me was that um, I think somewhere just north of 50 percent of people are not out at work Mm -hmm. and it's like you know 
I think we're in a bubble here in Seattle where it's just kind of like, oh, you know, progression, progressive, like, you know, we're open to everything. It doesn't matter. Do what you want to do. And it's like we tend to forget that there's so many different places where um, being open could literally get you fired mm-hmm. or kill. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, we could even be, you know, that's assaulted if you or get in here. the door to e- begin with. Exactly. I want to say I talked about this before, but. You think about it. How often do you go to someone's office or how often do you hear about someone working in an in an office mm. and there's someone trans that works mm. there? Yes. You know, like it's so hard yes. for our trans mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. I don't, and family. Family. Like, that's a better yeah. word. Yeah. To be in the positions that we are in as cisgendered mm-hmm. men and women. Or even you could even be non-binary, but mm-hmm. it, it, right. depending on how you present, exactly, you get away with. I don't say get away with, but you slide a little bit more under the radar. Like for myself, yeah. I've never really like been out at work. But now, first of all, that's because I don't <laughs> be telling your business. <laughs> you don't be in these streets telling nobody in the streets. I listen. I am team captain of. I am here to get my check and go home. Yes. Okay. But I actually I talked about this a little bit. <laughs> I ended up coming out to a coworker a couple of weeks ago at yes. work just because you know, I was telling her some zany story and it yeah. kind of, I it's was just, like, in order for me to, <laughs> to tell the good part of the story, uh-huh. she has to have this information. So yes. I was just kind of like, all right, well, I mean, whatever. You're like, yeah. I need to elaborate. But on average, it's just like, I mean, no, and also because I feel like once you open the doors to your stuff, then other people's doors open and i don't mm. like that mm. not at work you it's, don't it's, want people sharing with you no like yeah. if we if we develop a natural rapport yeah mm-hmm. yeah fine yeah but you know and i, I think office culture can be tricky it can, it can be office even when politics. you think it's all good you right. just never mm. really know that's very so. true because then she'd be like oh I, I you know she'd be like oh you're gay oh well my husband fucked me in the butt oh and no like, oh girl well i mean lunchtime talk so, i don't need to know about your business so that's an interesting aspect of the whole coming out much. at work is that you can find yourself in a situation when you come out at work where you're the face Mm-hmm. of gay kind of like little Nas X not wanting to be the face of gay if you're working with a bunch of people who don't have any gay yes. friends or anyone yep. gay in their family or maybe they even do have gay people in their family then they start to kind of like well, look to you, you. I know someone you would love exactly oh, okay. yes oh <laughs> that's enough of a reason not to come out at work in itself listen Betty Sue I don't care about your nephew alright we're not doing that no. okay if I happen to swipe on one of these apps okay fine uh, yeah but i don't need no setup all yes, right because you need to hilarious. come and you need to do this work <laughs> yeah that's your first priority oh, i think it's what well, i think what really is interesting about back to the conversation around you know the trans our trans family um brothers and sisters mm-hmm. you know not being represented in, in a lot of companies is and i think a lot of companies just they a lot of companies are still learning what it looks like is to, to support that part of the community and when i say support it's policies it's you know bathrooms it's you know um insurance uh, all these things and then support just around you know paperwork and getting making sure that they're the gender that, that they identify as is represented on their in on their profiles on in their email their names. all these yes. things a lot of companies just are yes. 
they're 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 naive to this, right? Even companies that's been around for a hundred plus years, they're still having, you know, issues. I think it's just all a new concept for a lot of people, but it's our job as a part of the community. And I think Ray and I have talked about this on our pod, but also just off off of recording is how the team in most cases tends to be ignored and or forgotten about, especially in Absolutely. today's world. So it's, you know, we need to be students of the community and learn about what allyship and advocacy looks like for a community that we may not identify as, but there has been so many movements that people that have been pioneers of the movement may not have been identified as who they were protecting or who they were trying to build equality for. So. Right, because it's, it's, it's very important for you to reach back. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had a very interesting conversation with a trans woman recently at an event here in Seattle. And, you know, that was her whole thing where she's like, you know, because we got on the, to the topic of trans black women being killed yeah. because mm-hmm. that is something that is happening. That is something that's not getting the press that it should be getting mm-hmm. considering the fact that, you know, these are people who are part of our American community who are losing their lives. Um, but we got onto that topic and she proceeded to say, Oh, well, you know, we talk about this all the time in our community where we say, you know, a lot of this violence really started to kick off in 2015. And she's like, what happened in 2015? And I'm sitting there like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. Because you know, right, you know everything. <laughs> I'm like accessing the databanks like, and then I just had to say what happened in 2015. And she was like, that was the Oberfell or however you say it case, which was the case that mm. um, struck down DOMA, which is what made um, same sex marriage legal. Um, federally Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know it's it was her point that and then when that happened it was almost kind of like okay well the gays are being you know mainstreamed at this Mm -hmm. point so what's the next group that we can target and Mm -hmm. you know they feel like it was trans Mm -hmm. and it's like ever since then it's just been this thing where um because i think that trans was almost like something that a lot of people didn't even think about before then no but it's like now and and uh, laverne's a really probably part of that where um that has become to a certain extent i don't want to say mainstream but it's more part of people's consciousness Palatable. exactly people are able to understand like i think i think laverne's done a really good job i think giant mock has done a really good job yes. i even think yes. that as much as i want to dog this bitch down every day i think that what about um, to say? what's her name caitlin jenner has oh you know, for sure although she, oh, no definitely i would not say that she is you know, doing the most in these streets, but she's in these streets because of, the people know who right. she is because of her, because of her, name. her name. And, you know, when she was Bruce um, and Bruce was a national treasure at one yeah. point. And it's like for Bruce then to become Caitlyn, it's like that is a big fucking deal. Yeah, so I think, Openly. You know, yes. Openly. Like, I think the, <laughs> the journey being chronicled yes, I think exactly. is what really made the yeah, difference yeah. there. Mm. Yeah. So, and and that's a good point because I didn't really trash. even really think about that. That probably was a big part of injecting the idea of trans being really being a thing into the minds of people who are more conservative. Right? Yes. Because then she was in the street saying that she would vote for Trump. <laughs> so, well, I mean, trash. she's still white. Yeah. So. She's still white she, and she's uh, still affluent. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I think that this is a really good time to remind everyone that Kaylin lived 60 plus years of her life yes. as a rich, white, cisgendered man. And she lived this privilege through that journey um, of access that the community now she's a part of, you know, generally they don't have. So right, and that's so, a good thing. And and um, privilege is is another part of what we were talking about before with the trans community, where it's like 
even us, and I think, Trill, you made this point earlier, um, you know, we have a certain level of privilege mm-hmm. ourselves yeah. as cisgender Absolutely. gay men where we need to leverage that to help our trans brothers and sisters Absolutely. and in between. I, I definitely agree. So to be a little responsible on the Caitlyn Jenner thing, um, I'm going to say we don't know exactly how long she lived cisgendered. Mm-hmm. True. Because Cause there was moments where she did say that she was taking hormones and. Well, I mean, it, it starts with your mind. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. she could have been 40 years yeah. old. Right. Yeah. Feeling like I am a woman. Therefore, yeah. at that point, arguably, you could say she may not have been cisgendered at mm-hmm. that point. And it was another, I don't know, 11 years, using my example, or mm-hmm. 20 years, yeah. however yeah. long, before she actually transitioned. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I want, you know, That's I want to make That's sure true. that we're being fair to our yeah. trans family, as you said. Yeah. Even to Caitlyn Bozo ass. <laughs> she is girl. Girl, girl, girl. So, do we have anything else that we are I think that is unfiltered and unbothered about? I think it's a great little segue into the whole moment you provide. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so, this episode is going to be a little bit of a, on this episode, this part of the conversation, I should say, is going to be a little bit of a pride recap, I guess. Yeah. I think that is very important for... A lot, as many of us as possible that are in both the podcast community and part of the LGBTQ community to talk about pride. And mm-hmm. originally we wanted to do this during pride, but I like that we're doing it after because it's important to highlight that pride for us does not stop on June 30th. Mm-hmm. Not and so all. therefore we can talk about it anytime we want to. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about it anytime yes. we want to because it's important. We need yes. to lift ourselves up. And I, I think it's similar to a lot of other things like it, Black History Month, like mm-hmm. Black History does not stop thing. after February passes. It and I think not. it's the same for us. Women's History Month. Yeah. Uh, any of our any other heritage mm-hmm. months. Exactly. And, and exactly. It, it should be you know, in, in the history books. And I think it's also important and we're going to break this down during this conversation to really get to the root and remember what the root of Mm -hmm. pride is, because a lot of people see the commercialization of it, which we'll also get to Mm -hmm. a little, a little bit later. And they think, okay, well, it's all good because, you know, Coca-Cola is selling rainbow (laughs) Cokes now. Yes. And all of the companies are doing some kind of rainbow, vector image and all this stuff of their usual logo and it's just like there's more to it than just Mm. these bozo companies trying to push and shove rainbow everything down Mm -hmm. our flags like there's an actual purpose and cause and arguably it's kind of getting i don't want to say lost but it's not as close to the forefront Mm, as I think it needs to be it's considering being, it's being muddled. Yeah, it's being sure. muddled by a yeah. lot of things because what you see is not really what it's more than a flag. It's more than a flag. Much more. It's more than parties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's more than OnlyFans videos from getting, you know, doing <laughs> stairwell hijinks and all that kind of stuff. I mean, get it how you live. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm not here to no judge. Judgment. Okay? Because I press play on a few of those. I'm, I ain't got no shame. Yes. <laughs> However, at the same time, I think that it's important that we have to remember why it's here. Mm-hmm. It's not... 
and I saw this a lot on uh, on Twitter. It's not just. It's not just booty it? holes. It's protest. You're right. It's not just booty holes. holes because you need you need the cucumber. With <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is too funny. But um, so let's start with some of the pillars of pride. And mm-hmm. this is our personal opinions and we can figure out how we feel about it from there. But I came up with three that I think are important and I think kind of encompass all of the pieces of pride that we currently see and maybe even some that we wish we would see. Mm. So first is community. Yes. I think that it is highly critical that we have something, we have a month where and maybe more than a month because then when you start doing the different sectors of the community mm-hmm. doing pride you know not everyone have a lot of cities have their black prides yes. later in the summer yes later in the year things pride of that month, nature but there's a national like there's a pride month june is our pride month however like some cities have it different times of right. the year. So it's that like, too, the celebrations yes. might be different time. Mm-hmm. World pride is during yes, June. June. So, but I, I think the community aspect is really, really important because and maybe more so now than ever, because we're in a unique position where we can see the youth and they have a little bit more freedom. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it's important the younger that they are, that they find some sense of community. That's yes. why I liked the episode where y'all talked about Dwayne Wade supporting his son yes. and yeah. his fan because that's important. That's exactly so what I mean. Right. So young, he doesn't have to go through what I went through mm-hmm. of my father or my stepfather rather saying, we're not raising no sissies. We're not yeah. raising no F words. Yeah. He has parents that allow him to not only live out but loud, celebrate. celebrate out loud and they love him out loud and they dare anybody to come sideways. Right. Because they they stay ready. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of energy that we need. So I think it's so important that we have that sense of community. However you want to look at that. Like if to you, gay mm-hmm. pride is just going to the circuit party. Mm-hmm. So you can twerk it party. Okay. That's I mean, that's you. Which it is for a lot of people. But the reality of the situation is you have that opportunity because we are creating this safe time and these safe spaces for mm-hmm. ourselves. Exactly. I think also, well, it's really interesting. So when I was doing my like research around this topic, uh, I did a lot of um, reading and something that reminded me was we talked a little bit about the rainbow flag and in 1978, a gay artist and civil rights activist, Gilbert Baker, he, along with the community, he made this first pride flag. And this pride flag right now, it, was, it looks like a rainbow when you see it. But each color represented something, which really mm-hmm. made me feel like those are really, we should remind everyone that those truly were the intended pillars um, of them. So just to go through real quick, the red, obviously the first, it, it represents life. Mm-hmm. Orange is bright and bold and it represents um the importance of the recent events healing specifically yellow it is um, meant to represent sunlight um and being yourself instead of hiding in the shadows green represents nature and it does represents nature and just making sure that we're we are a part of blue um is it this when the flag changed from eight colors to six it was originally turquoise and indigo stripes were replaced just with the color blue is meant meant to be calm and serenity and then lastly is the um lilac 
which is spirit, um, really celebrating pride. However, in Philadelphia, I think in two years ago, two years ago, I believe, they added black and brown because the community, specifically in Philly, they, they saw an identity, they saw an, um, a, a moment to add those two colors because that, that segment of a community, the, the people of color in the city were not being protected or celebrated. So really folding it into the flag and it becoming now, uh, I think, 10 colors. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting to read and share because it really grounded me on what I feel like we should be reminded that pillars of pride are. Um, and community really being the headline of it all. So, and it's important to also highlight that there are different sects of the community that also have their own mm, flags. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like there's a trans flag, there's a bi flag. Um, There's non gender, um, mm. there's gender gender non binary flag. There is That's a, a lot of flags. A bear flag, bitch. <laughs> there is a cub flag, bitch. There's flags for everything. Everyone, you want a flag? Google it. Yeah, I, absolutely. Like but again, the it, state flag. <laughs> it just goes back to that sense of community, though. Yeah. And sometimes the reality of the situation is, especially in the G part of the community, mm-hmm. there is so much crap to wade through that sometimes you have to go down to a more basic level of what is my community Mm -hmm. now some of that is elitism that's a whole different conversation for a whole different pod (laughs) but i think i don't think that there's anything wrong i don't think we should be turning our nose up at anybody who says you know what i am trans i want to fly the trans flag more so than anything shit we all need to be flying trans flags to be quite (laughs) honest but i don't different example the bi flag Mm -hmm. like that's also another part of the community that i think is ignored because they feel like when someone says they're bi they are transitioning transitioning into into being being gay gay. or they're just being greedy (laughs) or they're easy actually because it honestly depends on that i'm not gonna lie as a joke and i had to like check my own privilege like it's not funny because it depends on the gender on how it's taken yeah because for women it's more so on average not always but for women it's more so oh you know this is this exotic cool thing and you know ooh, girls with girlfriends ooh, that's so great and then when it comes to men oh no he's just gay and mm-hmm. when it comes to bi oh no they're just greedy but mm-hmm. if it's a woman oh she's just greedy or that's an automatic threesome and yeah. then for men it's oh no he he's on his way to gay mm-hmm. never really being like okay but in that moment people are identifying with what they know yeah you know and that's something that i had to unlearn myself because i've seen that before and it's like okay you knew this whole time you weren't by. Right. But it's like, I mean, I, I was guilty of saying you either like sucking dick or you don't. There you go. That's, and I was like, wait, when I really thought about it, that really like, does sound like you. You know what, bitch? Oh, I'm sorry. I said it and I was like, that's that's not right. We stand couples that know each other well. It's okay. <laughs> been far too long, bitch. So another pillar of pride that I think is important to highlight is inclusion. And it honestly piggybacks on what we were just saying, Mm -hmm. because our first community usually is our family. And we know that a lot of us, even in 2019, there are so many of us that do not have that sense of family within their own family that they're related to. Mm -hmm. And so having this community and coming together as a family shows them family, shows them family and they feel included, or at least I hope they do. I hope that they find a space because pride is not perfect. And it, it, it does not include a lot of us depending on where you are, what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. We know that, 
we always have issues with the white gays mm-hmm. because they just Me too, matter bitch. of fact, because we're here, up. we pulled up and I don't remember if y'all talked about this, but um the black trans woman at the Stonewall. Oh, Inn, I read uh, about that. And they the Twitter the Twitter thread. And they like called the police on this woman for just being like, hey, there's a history behind all. Imagine being a black trans woman in 2019 during Pride Month trying to educate other people in the community and they call the police on you. Well, did they? Because I think they wanted to call the police. I thought they said they. But one. So what I saw in the thread was that she she interrupted whatever was happening. So then, of course, everybody's like, get off the stage. Like, what are you doing? She's trying to educate them. And then people were grumbling and talking about calling the police. And. The person whose thread I read, he was like, we had to step in and be like, do, do you know what you're saying? You're going to yeah. call the police I, on this brown trans person? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And eventually, even I if think she they, is, you know, exactly. The high, like, Just come on. let her talk and then, you know what I mean? Try to listen to what she's saying mm. because what she's saying is more than likely going to be valid. Yeah. But I think they did eventually like let her speak, but then people were still like jeering in the crowd. Um, but I know that that person was like, I could not even imagine like people even suggesting that we call the police on this person. Like that mm. is like, it, like that's I'm, the whole. It's a total opposite of of what we're here that for. That is the actually what happened fifty years ago, <laughs> right? At Stonewall, right? And that's, and that's what they were where saying. Where I'm saying where pride is not perfect, <laughs> yeah. And we have work to do. So for sure, that is an example of what we don't want. We want to be able to see everyone in the community be able to go to any pride mm-hmm. celebration and feel included right you know for sure like it it is a little heartbreaking to mm-hmm. think that even we ray and i as black men we may go to venues where we are not comfortable we may not feel safe mm-hmm. you know what i mean and even honestly jay if you are with us there's a this there's a diminished capacity for you as well Mm -hmm. because now you're looked at a little bit differently it's not the same right obviously but it's adjacent we know that hate hates people that look like them if they Mm -hmm. love the people that they hate for sure Mm -hmm. you know that's a real thing for sure so i i'm grateful for the elements of pride that offer the inclusion but obviously i i feel like there's work to be done there so that we feel more included we don't feel so isolated honestly a perfect example of (laughs) what would be the lack of inclusion and and what it creates what it fosters we just talked about it a lot of cities have their black prides at a Mm -hmm. whole different i can right houston for example gay black gay pride in houston is like in may Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i think in like miami maybe too I think see I think Seattle is like July or August. Yeah. And it's like why is the Black Pride at a different time? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like it's not integ- pride is not integrated, right. which is it's, crazy. It's segregated to that's a degree. That's really crazy. <laughs> and it's, it, we're talking about in 2019 yes. still. That's so, re- that's kind of silly. <laughs> but at the same time what it has created so we know Okay, if you are black or black adjacent or black loving, you said black adjacent. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, there's a lot of different genetic yes. things going on out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. love is love. Okay, <laughs> babies are babies. But <laughs> come on, <laughs> you know, knowing that maybe the lack of inclusion at some place 
created the need and someone filled it so that mm-hmm. we know where there's somewhere we can go and be included. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happened in Philly with that flag where mm-hmm. they added the colors because you have a group of people who are already a part of a disenfranchised group who are feeling even more alienated and disenfranchised mm-hmm. within their smaller group. Yep. And they're feeling like they need to have the recognition and the visibility um, to the larger group. And yeah. that's when you think about it, that's actually really sad. Yeah, it it's, is. Yeah, I agree with that. So my last pillar of pride and we talked about it a little bit, but it honestly is probably the biggest pillar is history. Mm. And even what we just talked about, about the, the black trans woman having that issue at the Stonewall Inn. I think maybe partly because of what I'm and I'm sure a lot of people are referring to at this point is honestly like a war on black, black and mm-hmm. POC trans women. Her getting up there and trying to talk about that history, realizing even that there's a gap between people who know the history mm-hmm. and people who don't and the willingness to learn about it. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think that if nothing else, we cannot forget about the history because honestly i feel like if everyone was in tune or if, well, i'm gonna say everyone if more people were in tune with that history then there would never have been a threat of anyone wanting to call the police mm-hmm. on a exactly brown black trans woman mm-hmm. exactly during pride month at the stonewall marsha p johnson because exactly. you would have been like huh okay well that's that's insensitive you know to say the least <laughs> okay. but so crazy. i think that there's so much history i'm because i i honestly know that i don't know a lot of lgbt history at all and there's so much out there that we can learn it's more mm-hmm. than just what we see like even the history of the ballroom culture that we're starting oh, yeah, to see yes. with pose yes and the importance of that I think there's just other places, there's strides that people in the community have made in different areas that who knows about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Outside of the stuff that you see, we know the Laverne Coxes. We know right. the the Janet Mocks. You know, we even know the God, I'm so bad with name. We the Chaz Bonos oh, of the yeah, world. Yeah. You know, which I mean, talking about inclusion, about, we don't even. Where's, we don't, where's he been? We don't see much about no, trans we men. No, no, we don't we still. at all. Well, yeah. you know, Leif. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, but I like that. I um, I think that that's a really important aspect of pride that is missing, mm-hmm. and that I wouldn't have even thought to add to the yeah. list. Um, but it is important for you to have that sense of history. Mm-hmm. And that's what creates the disconnect between is pride just a party yeah. that we do, you know, once a month or one weekend a year, or does pride mean something more because of what has happened in the past mm-hmm. and where we were compared mm-hmm. to where we are now? No, I really like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. What you got? Ryan? So, all right, I'm, I'll be quick. So, um, don't be too quick. I, 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 I only have three too. So, the first one I would I, say I was long-winded. I'm sorry, girl. The first one I would say is um so we're talking about pride as in big P pride and I would say that the first pillar of that which I think that we do a good job of exemplifying each and every year most of us as a community um is little pride because pride is about being proud of who you are, is being proud of, you know, who you love. Come on, caps lock. 
It's being proud um, just in general. And, you know, the history is that, um, you know, uh, in the past, we we couldn't be proud of who we were because it wasn't safe. Not to say that it's 100 percent safe for everyone now, because it definitely isn't that we've heard that there have been some hate crimes even here in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, The Proud Boys, which we won't even get into that. But um, I just heard that they've been attacking people and the news can't even do a story on it because no one will talk to the news. Mm-hmm. So like that just gives you an idea of like how, you know, even though we've come so far, we so still have so to farther to go. But I'd say that pride um, is the first pillar. Mm-hmm. And I think that we we do a pretty mm-hmm. good job of that, um, you know, during pride because everybody comes out, you know, you you bring out all your rainbows and it's, you know, whatever you're into can be what you're into. Mm-hmm. Um, in that moment. So the second pillar for me, I would say is support. And I feel like um, we do a pretty good job of that within certain parameters in the community where um, when you go out for pride, you do feel that it's a supportive environment Mm -hmm. in most cases. You do feel like everyone is out to have fun. You do feel like everyone is out to support the community. But then I say the third pillar um, for me that I would like to see added is kind of similar to what you said, Trill, when you said inclusion, which is intersectionality. Mm Because I think that is lacking in the gay community as a whole, whether we're talking about Pride Month or outside of Pride Month, where Pride um, life. Exactly. It's like the community can be very segregated, as we've said, very siloed and segmented, where people are not really mingling with other people who are even in the community who don't identify the way that they do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it's I think it's important to highlight, and I'm glad that you did that us being a part of a marginalized community does not make us immune to not being able to see and respect and protect the intersections that lie below mm-hmm. us. Right. You know, exactly. Like, yeah. We're all part of the community. We all have letters and however long you want the acronym to be. Yeah. I said, it keeps getting longer. It keeps day. getting longer. My only <laughs> thing is y'all reusing letters. That's confusing, but whatever. I'm not, I'm, Bitch, that's what I, I, I mean, I'm taking back the word and it's been used more and more frequently. Queer. <laughs> some people don't like it to include everything yeah like, <laughs> some people don't like it but you know i feel as though it we it's a word that we should use yeah we, yeah. we definitely need an all-encompassing moniker because it is <laughs> yes. i mean my, like again reusing the same letters more than once makes it confusing to me but it's still important to highlight that we are all at our intersections and a lot of us don't turn around and look at the intersections that mm. are lower on the hill than mm-hmm. us that's very and a, true most of the time at the bottom is trans women right yeah. for sure and i feel like a part of that if we're being honest is you know similar to what's going on in the broader um you know american culture where you have this majority if you will mm-hmm. where you have um you know white people let's just call it what it is um who feel their majority slipping away and they enjoyed uh, that they enjoyed having that privilege yeah. And they see, you know, any um, increases in clout of the groups below them as a threat to their supremacy. And I feel like there's some of that that goes on within the gay community as well, where, you know, even though you're at the top of a much smaller hill, you're still at the top. And you have people below you and you want to stay at the top. And that's really sad because you really should want to bring people up to the top of that little hill with you so that you then can scale the mountain. Yeah. (laughs) 
So mm. come on, phrasing. I'm here for it. Okay. <laughs> here for it. So oh. Jay, I'm gonna assume that your the the flag, flag was, my was your pillars. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed that. It was like a little historical moment. I did You're too. Welcome. I'm glad I talked about that before, but I, I, mean, I don't remember. Shit. So <laughs> I, I know that the the colors mean something, but I don't remember what they mean. Yes. Listen, okay, but it's enough that I know, and yes. I can go for that information <laughs> exactly. if I need it. Okay, <laughs> so. Because we're already kind of here, let's talk a little bit about why, or let me rephrase. Let's talk a little bit more about why pride is more important than ever. First and foremost, I think the easiest and probably biggest factor for us as Americans is that we are living in Trump's America. Mm -hmm. And just as you said earlier about after the marriage equality Mm -hmm. passed Mm -hmm. with the Supreme Court, Things took a turn for the trans community for the worst yeah. for certain parts of the community. Right. Then we get Trump, and I'm you know I, I look at these different publications, and every week there's something going on. Maybe not always in America, but there's always something. There mm-hmm. is. Man, I just saw something not too long ago. Maybe last month. There's a, a there was a couple, and I want to say Ohio that had neighbors that like set their car on fire oh, and shit. shot at them. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Because oh, because they were gay. Wow. You know? Like I say this all the time on this show, it's not all fun and games. It really is. Just because you see some of us on Instagram and yes. on TV, just yes. because you see the Janet Mox and the I don't know who's a Don Lemon. The, yes. And what's his name? Um, the, the sugar. You know what? I just rolled his eyes. I appreciate Don's conversion. Okay. Yes. 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 Don. And what's the white moment. one? What's the white one on Who? CNN? Oh, um, oh, uh, Anderson Cooper. Anderson, Anderson yeah, Cooper. Yeah. Even though he, you know, he gets down with the Browns. I know. That's, I heard. Mm-hmm. I don't think Don does. No. But that's fine. <laughs> Don likes some Caucasian. Yeah. I mean, I, with no sugar and no salt. You know mm-hmm. what? To to each his own. Whatever. Bitch, so do you. You oh welcome. My God, I Thanks. don't discriminate. <laughs> Pride is important right now more than ever. It yeah, a because we live in this Trump trash of a nation right now, uh, but also it's because we also live in a time and it's interesting. I saw I saw this. Let me step back. I saw this post on Facebook that was shared um, by someone that that I, I, I know, uh, and it was around like you know I wish we could get back to a time where. Um, the military was celebrated and the president was respected and all this other stuff. Hashtag make America great again. And it's like, there never was a time where America was great. And the reason why (laughs) is because there never has been a time where everyone has been protected, celebrated, and, you know, uh, ultimately not in some way, shape or form marginalized. Someone in America has been today. If we look about, look at we America has concentration camps. Mm, yeah, let that sink in. Speak about it. You know, we America is not great. People can be arrested simply and and killed. People are being killed for being black. People are being arrested for and being fired from their job for being gay. You know, there's so many things. People, there's so many parts of America. And so many, so many identities within America that are not protected. So, pride is important because it's not just for our community; it's for all, all of the communities to feel like they belong in America. And until we don't have concentration camps and mm-hmm. and black black men are not getting black people are not being killed by the police, uh, 
it, we're not gonna we're not gonna stop celebrating yeah. the wins we've had. And those are just some of the, the just easy, the, the low hanging fruit, fruit yeah. if you will. And that, but that's the sad part about it is that um, you know obviously um, the person who posted that is not a part of any of these groups. No. So, you know, they're not able to see beyond Themselves. their privilege and whatever they're thinking, you know, is wrong. But it's also a generational thing too, because this I don't like when I don't like when people say it, things are generational and I'm going to tell you why. Okay. We're always learning. Hmm. We're always growing until the day we die. If you have made a decision that you're going to close yourself off to learning new things, and to evolving with the country, with demographics or whatever, however the country and the world and the dark, culture sorry, is yeah. changing, you're deciding to do that. Mm. Fucking generational, that doesn't have shit to do with it. Old people are they're they're smart. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, generally different, you know, levels of intelligence, but they can, can learn an and iPhone, they can learn to can. adapt. They have to adapt. They have to adapt to getting yeah. old yeah. and to their changing body. So why wouldn't why shouldn't they be able to adapt mentally? So so fuck that generational shit. That's no. all I'm gonna say about. I it. agree <laughs> with that. Come um, on, pride. But I think that you know to to both of your points, like pride is super important. I think that one of the reasons that pride, in my opinion, is is really important because you know you will get that question of well, why do you need a gay a gay pride? Why can't we have a straight pride? It's like uh, the reason one of the reasons that gay pride is so important is because we are still not out of the woods. Mm-mm. We are we are not, you know, anywhere near scaling that mountain that I talked about earlier. Mm. You know what I mean? There are times where we still don't feel safe. Boom. There are moments where Jay and I, we have been together for 12 and a half years, married for two. And when we travel, there are places where we travel where I don't feel comfortable holding his hand. Because I don't bitch, know. We be traveling across the street to you Starbucks. Know what, you don't feel comfortable. You know what? Don't do that. <laughs> but but no, you know, uh, we are still not at a point where. Do you ever think we'll be? We will be at a point where we, this is happening. I don't. I don't think that society will ever be at a point where everyone is equal because there will always be majority. There, we we all identify so differently. Mm. That I don't feel like equality will ever happen, but I feel like we can get pretty damn close to it mm-hmm. <laughs> with with laws, obviously. Yeah, I don't honestly <laughs> think that that will happen in our lifetime. Yeah, I don't either. I don't see it. I don't either. I don't either. My, because maybe I think not it's even just generation after. Because it's, it's like you you make one good step with mm-hmm. marriage equality, and then we take five hundred steps back because now literally. Every month, May was right. multiple. Yeah, we see trans people getting killed, For sure. and these are just the ones that make headlines. I yeah. wonder yeah. about how many murders are occurring Absolutely. where they're being misgendered to the point where you wouldn't even know that it was a trans person that mm-hmm. was killed. And it's probably in the news on the well, news, or it's in the newspaper saying that you know if he, it's in the news, he or it might be like an obituary where the family will. Or if to your point, and maybe they're not, and yeah. but the family will misgender them in their yeah. obituary or on the news will say a young man was. That's um, a really good point. That what we're hearing about is only like you know that yeah. part of the iceberg because that you can see above only, the water. And the reason why I say that yes. is because back to a point that you guys made earlier about black people being killed. We know that there's black people being killed by police and, yes. and other things that are going on. We don't know about all of them, mm-hmm. you know. Like I, I truly believe in my heart, and there's no way that it could be possible that every case becomes a 
for lack of a better term, a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's the same. I feel like it's the same with the trans community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and is. And so it's important. People double tap it and then they move on yeah. to the next If post. they double tap it. Right. And then, honestly, when a lot of things happen with our community, you don't see nearly as much support Mm-mm. with the trans women being murdered, gay bashings that still mm-hmm. occur all over the country. All, yeah. You don't see as many celebrities or... or influencers or any of that speak about that stuff you don't you know what i mean that's very true it's it's still so important for us to have pride and to your point about why we need it because a black boy a black a 20 year old black man Mm -hmm. who has the number one record in Mm -hmm. the country the number two album quote unquote in the country i think Mm mm-hmm Huge amount of success, crossover appeal, still has to come out. Right. Yeah. In 2019. Right. Has to, maybe, is arguable. Right. But you still feel a need because would it be nice if he just popped up with a boyfriend and everybody right. was like, oh, oh okay. okay. Live or life. at all, not even, right. oh, okay, was just like, oh, look at his boyfriend. Right. You know, he's not that cute or he's cute <laughs> or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. You know, but for him, and for a lot of them to still feel like us, I should say, even mm-hmm. me, like I said, I just came out to my biological father, like in the past yeah. two weeks, like it's still wow. there because it's still something that needs to be addressed because as much as we wish we didn't have to do it, a lot of it is not for us. Mm-hmm. It is for the people around us to manage their expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that is why pride is still important. Part of the reason I should say why pride is still important because it helps the rest of the world mm. manage their expectations yeah. when it comes to us For as sure. a community. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Come I think on. also something that we talked about in our initial pre-gaming of why pride is important and why it's important to, to identify the more salient points of pride is because it's become so commercialized. Mm-hmm. Like it has mm. become a, What's the word? Like a Hallmark holiday. Mm-hmm. Oh, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like every year when Pride comes, we know, yeah. okay, are they going to they gonna put all the Fanta cans <laughs> yes. in a row in a <laughs> rainbow order? Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we know that everybody's going to be selling rainbow yes. coochie cutters and flags. <laughs> I'm and here for the coochie cutter. Plates <laughs> and anything you want. Bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. They painting crosswalks rainbow colored. But again as the community we have to be very mindful of how much of this is really for our benefit and how much of it is for the commercial aspect for sure but be- I, here's I, I was I, I'm here for all of that and then I was thinking about it was like Ellen right she's a cover girl Laverne has gotten fashion you know um, deals and you know there's been rainbow celebrations if you will during the month you know we can have Budweiser, Pepsi, all the big corporations will do something, right? And I think I, I started to think about like it's not about um, pride being taken and being commercialized. Part of it is if it's in, if the company is not doing it authentically. But then the other part of it is is we're being embraced, and it may not be all of the community, but the community is 
has started to become embraced where, you know, Starbucks will have, you know, a rainbow drink or, you know, you'll go to Target. There's a big old pride flag. And also it's introducing the community to kids. And what I love is that when you, when I think about pride parades, I think about, you know, our friend bringing her children to the parade and yeah. pe- and seeing kids wearing their rainbows and girl and hearing parents tell the kids why they were doing this. And it, at first it's a little unsettling because it's like, okay, well, you know, are you just doing it because there's rainbows and all the big companies are doing? Mm-hmm. But there is something there, like the com- that our community is being is being embraced. So I'm glad that you said that because that was going to be my next point. If you could squeeze some benefit out of the maybe arguably arguably the over commercialization mm. of pride, I would say it would be the visibility. Yes, mm-hmm. because whether or not we know for sure or we believe. A company is truly for the community. It is still introducing or exposing middle America mm-hmm. and Southern America, Northern America, Western, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's exposing people to pride. Hey, right. you probably you maybe you didn't know that. Now you see your favorite drink company mm-hmm. is supporting pride and you're like oh what's pride and you're like what's this yeah or you're gonna be a bozo and you're gonna come out and say i'm never gonna support mm-hmm. y'all again i'm gonna <laughs> set my as if the company cares <laughs> i'm gonna set my wranglers that i already paid for on fire you know <laughs> stupid stuff like that but the, or your new soap opera you the soap opera you watch so has foolish. two gay characters on there and yeah like, oh okay like wow but the visibility yeah mm-hmm. i think no. is important to embrace if nothing else because listen we live in a capitalistic society Society. We know exactly. that for the most part, nothing is free. There's some tit for some tat. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. Come on, companies tit. are willing to spend a little bit of money, because we know they, they probably make a lot more money from us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Patronizing their rainbow mm-hmm. coalition shit. Right. But if they're willing to do that and make it visible so that we can have things that make us feel included and make us feel like someone cares. I think that that's important too. It is. And that's so, and I'm glad that you said that because that's, so I think there's a few, I think that it's complicated. First of all, absolutely. I think that there is a lot of moving pieces in it. Um, there are a lot of, um, aspects of it that are not mutually exclusive where multiple things can be true at the very same time. Yeah. So to your point about visibility, that's, what I always go to immediately when people complain about commercialization of mm-hmm. pride, because I think about other disenfranchised groups who would love to have that kind of visibility, even if Cinco it's only Mayo. for one month. When you think about single day. Yeah. Mayo. Or even black Everybody, history month. Yeah. Now a lot of really big companies do pushes yes. for black history month, but there's a lot of companies who ignore black history month. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like for, for those of us who are black, we would love to have that kind of visibility yes. during black history month. Martin, and we don't necessarily, yeah get it but i think to your point jay that there can be a level of um disingenuousness that happens yeah. or disingenuousness i think is that's what i was trying to say disingenuousness you know right always has so <laughs> so sometimes i don't even know what you're talking about one interesting thing that i saw going around online was look at this list of companies who even though on the face of it they are supporting pride who are under the surface giving hundreds of thousands if not yes. millions of dollars to anti-lgbt Uh, political candidates 
So it's like that's where it really becomes yes. a problem because it's like for us, I know, um, and not all of us, but for some of us, some of us, it's like, okay, yeah, I want to support this big company now because yes. they're supporting the community. And it's like you don't always know where your money is going. Yeah. So what I would say is that it's probably really do important for research. us to do our research and for us to educate ourselves about what's going on behind the scenes at yep. these companies. Um, no, but honestly, but, in this society, in this climate, that's important no matter what. That is very true. Because that is very true. I just had this conversation recently about, you know, you have to be diligent even with just buying shirts from the mm, internet you do you think you're you're supporting some less black phrase that you saw on twitter on a shirt uh-huh. only to find out that you know it's not even black people that are selling exactly. the, the merchandise and it's just like okay that's a thing there's not much we can do about that but you have to really think about it like do i as a black man want to buy black quote-unquote merchandise Mm -hmm. from a non-black person exactly when they are directly benefiting usually from a black person's creativity exactly it's black culture being exploited it i think it's similar it's (laughs) not the same because we know the sexuality versus sexuality slash gender identity and expression Mm -hmm. versus race is is not we don't need to do that it's not the same it's not but they're similar struggles and so similar to your point as gay men and other people in the community however you identify i think it is important for us to be able to say i am part of the community and i want to make sure that what i patronize is helping my community definitely you know for supporting sure. the people that i that i love or that i identify as and, and supporting the companies and that they're supporting really support us. us yeah yes and they're supporting people that love like us and that mm. look like mm. us yes you know, because you go right on LinkedIn or Glassdoor <laughs> or a bitch Google. OK, yeah, you have to know. You have to know. So mm. let's kind of briefly talk a little bit about personal pride experiences, because I think that that is important for me. I don't have a lot of pride experience. I did go to pride in D.C. once. Let me tell you all something. Mm. Them parades be long as hell. They, <laughs> they are. Parades yeah. are long. Yeah. We march since we lived since we lived in Seattle. We've marched every oh, year. Yeah, we've marched. Uh, I think this was our fifth year. Right, this right. Was our sixth year. Sixth or fifth? Yes, it might dear. have been fifth. It, no, three. Well, fifth or sixth. <laughs> Listen, and the other thing I have to say because I don't have much to add. I don't have, I don't have anything important or eloquent to say. <laughs> I will say this because this is a, a high, a big element I know of of gay pride. Listen, the strippers be hit or miss, okay? <laughs> and we need to be honest about it, okay? Let me tell y'all something. I do not want to frequent any establishment that is offering strippers in the month of Pride, and they the boxes are saggy. I don't want to see none of that, okay? Listen, if y'all going to be presenting a fantasy, you need to sell the fantasy, and yes. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to throw it to the... <laughs> To the, the the people on the podcast who yeah. actually are like doing stuff for the community, because listen, I'm oh, just girl, here. We, I'm just trying to figure it out. No, I mean, now that you say that, the one thing I can say is that what we probably could do better during Pride is trying to find ways to actually help the community as yeah. opposed to what we normally do, which quite honestly for us, Pride is a moment every year. Um, it sometimes starts the Thursday before the weekend and then ends on the this Sunday. Year it started on Wednesday. <laughs> so, um, For we, our event. we go out, um, it, again, because we're here in Seattle in this, this, um, bubble, um, there's many options for what yep. you can do during prior, yes. which is actually really great. 
Um, and um, we go to um, a place where they actually have a festival. So it's a three night event. So we always mm-hmm. know where we're going to be like for the whole weekend. Yeah. They have drag queens, which to your point, sometimes it's hit or miss. Although this year they pay for top tier talent. Mm-hmm. They got the drag race girls there. Oh. They had Maya. Maya bitch. was they there. Big Frida, bitch. Big Frida was there. Yeah, I saw this Big Frida <laughs> video. I was like, look at them. But, so you know, it was a moment. So we, um, we do pride. shout out up. to pride highlighting people like big frida that yes. are part of the community yes. too yes because listen there's no shade to the to our our faves that do pride circuits yes. and get they quaint yeah i'm not mad at that <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying throw some of us on stage exactly. too i would love to see more pride events where they highlight talent mm-hmm. that uh, is that more are, either mm-hmm. local or not as wide known exactly to to uh, the conversation we were having earlier more pride events where we can see gay rappers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that would be nice to, that's one thing you don't still don't really don't see, see a here. lot of, well yeah the white gay rapper was at the festival last year caswell yeah caswell was here uh-huh okay oh, he's still out but here. you know a personal he's so, oh he's still in these streets personal pride you know i think i i feel like i have so let me step back so pride again is there's a month where it is, you know, we say, but also like I did, I've been doing a better job for myself, my husband, and also my friends of saying, let's give back. So once a quarter, we will um, go volunteer at Lifelong here in Seattle. And it's a nonprofit that feeds. It started with a group of um, individuals here in Seattle that had AIDS and they needed a support system regarding like getting food and resources. So they started, started it. Um, today now it feeds people, um, across multiple counties here in Seattle, uh, as well as Western Washington that have terminal illnesses. So not just AIDS, but all, all types of illnesses that are beyond just AIDS and HIV, um, or AIDS rather. So she, we go once a quarter and we do that. I think I could do a better job probably of doing it during pride month, but I think what's really for me, what I enjoy is the parade because, here in Seattle, it's it's like I I never experienced a pride parade growing up. And in college, I never went to them. I always just went to the parties. So I wish my pride parade experiences started sooner in, in my in my life. My parents, when I came out was 13, when I was 13, I wish they would have taken me to a pride parade. Although, you know, 20 plus years ago, um, that didn't happen. Uh, probably at the scale it is now. So six, six and a half years ago when we started marching in the parade here in Seattle, that has been my personal moment where I feel like I've been able to be a part of something bigger than myself. And this year there was so many people marching the parade more than I think ever. Yeah. I think they um, said this was the biggest one ever. And this apparently is one of the biggest prides in the country. So it was 45 top years, three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 45 years of, of pride parades here in Seattle. So that, you know, that boom, makes boom. Sense. I like that. I like that. So we're going to punctuate the conversation. Oh, I love a good punctuation. <laughs> I know you do like a period or period. An exclamation point. <laughs> a question mark, bitch. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about LGB content that we think is worth checking out for Pride Month and every month, you know, we just talked about wanting to see more less known artists and creatives be highlighted. So, Jay. Okay. What's some LGBT content we're checking out? I um, (laughs) most recently have. So I, I, I have someone I work with that she is super active in the community and she um, has shared a lot with me. So she shared this and I feel like it would be a great opportunity to share with everyone here. 
some podcasts that I actually have listened to a handful of them already, but some of them I haven't listened to, but I'm really curious to listen to. Um, the ones that I have listened to is Food for Thought. It is four mm. queer writers that talk about sex, identity, and pop culture. Uh, they also always talk about intersectionality. Query, um, which is hosted by Cameron uh, Espoito, um, also another podcast where you know the queer culture is celebrated. Uh, Nancy is a podcast I listen to as well. It's a podcast of, and each week is a topic around um, the queer um, community. And the one I haven't listened to, which I think is really important, we've talked about and we should all bookmark it, is Making Gay History. Um, Eric Marcus, and every week he talks about gay history. Uh, I haven't listened to it, but I have that bookmark to listen to. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also an Instagram account called LGBT underscore history. Um, So those are the ones that I I listen to or I frequent or I have bookmarked to. Um, I think that was really interesting. Just she, Jill, uh, she was able to share a bunch with me and I'm like, oh, I know that one. And then we talked about still processing that being two queer writers from New York times. So there's a lot of content out there. I think now from TV, I would say like pose, um, queer eye, uh, you know, even though queer eye can sometimes feel a little bit contrived. Yes. <laughs> it's still like five queer people. No, it is. It is. You know, coming in and it's cute. And it's cute. Yeah. But <laughs> it's I think, cute for but it's kind of for the straights. <laughs> yeah. To be perfectly but honest. But you know what? <laughs> Bitch, we watch it. We do watch it. No. But it's not yeah, like musty TV. Yeah. I mean, and it also helps with of visibility. Recent, yeah. Of recent, the show that I would say watch is the one on HBO that we just watched the pilot last That was week, gonna be mine, bitch. Which I won't say. I'll let you. Go ahead, bitch. <laughs> so TV-wise, piggybacking off of what Jay said, Eufor- Euphoria mm-hmm. um, is a new show um, starring Zendaya. So thank God she's finally gonna have a moment. She said, "I don't need, <laughs> I don't need I don't to be Ariel need Mermaid. I got HBO Queen." Because <laughs> there are lots of rumors that she would be Ariel. Um, we just heard that she won't be. Um, but Euphoria actually is a, it's an intriguing show. It had a lot of sex in it, which um, I'm not a prude or anything, but yes, you are. It was almost you were raising. It was almost. <laughs> Prude, mm-hmm. prude, we are prune. <laughs> <laughs> it almost had too much sex in it, just because from what I've read, they say teens are actually having less sex. But like, this is like a super like sexual environment that these kids live in. Um, also drug fueled, but there's a trans character on that show, yes. um, which I didn't know to expect. And then when we watched it, I I became even more intrigued by it. So mm. I can't wait to see where that goes. Do you know if they're played by a trans yes. actor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very and I did my research. I have bitch. to say that um that's the one thing where I can say that we are I'm hopeful that we're moving in the right direction because mm-hmm. I think that um to I think a point that you made earlier Trill, you know, visibility in the media goes a really long way into, you know, making things less taboo. Um, and a little, at least a little bit more accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, pose, pose is like yeah. poses, poses everything. <laughs> I it have to is. say that pose is just so good. Even when the acting is bad, the show itself is just like top notch. Um, oh, what was the show? Oh, I can't remember the show. Um, that Dominique, who's the actress who plays Electra, used to be on a reality show that was about oh, a trans, trans trans model agency. Trans modeling agency that Lath was on. That's where we also mm-hmm. found Lath. 
the name is escaping me. Um, but that's a really good, even though it's not on the air anymore, it was just mm-hmm. a very fascinating um, portrait of these these trans people in their lives. It's a reality show. Yes. So, I mean, take you know what you see with a little bit of a grain of salt, but I enjoyed that. Um, the Life and Death of Marsha P. Johnson is a documentary that um, gives you at least somewhat of a, a history lesson um, with regard to Stonewall and what actually happened. I mean, it's not about Stonewall. It's more about her life. Um, but it's also just a really, really good film. Um, so I definitely would suggest that. As far as podcasts, Still Processing is one, is a queer pod that um, I listen to. I think the only other queer pod that I listen to um, is ours or 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 this pod? <laughs> Come on, what's this pod? Yeah, gay side stories. No, so besides, if you don't listen, tell somebody. No, besides gay side stories and in ours, obviously I listen to ours. Um, is keep it and keep it is kind of hit or miss sometimes for me. I have to say, but um, I think it's kind of cute. They do something similar to what we do, okay. but you know. <laughs> okay, well for me, I'm glad that you guys highlighted some newer stuff because. I walk in my truth, or I mean, these days I waddle in my truth. I'm working on it, okay? But anyway, but I think it's important to highlight some of the things that have already been around and just remember that they're there. So listen, at any given time, Paris is Burning is always something to watch. Yes, I introduced Jay to that. Um, No, you didn't. Yes, I did. (laughs) Let's see. As far as TV, um... I would. What's the name of that? The the white show. Uh, <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> cool. What's it called? Queers folk. Oh, queers I folk. love Noah's Ark. Bitch. I think Noah's queers Ark. folk. I was gonna say Noah's Ark. I, I think loved it's important. Queers folk and Noah's Ark. Queers folk was actually one of the first. Yeah. Times I yeah. can remember like seeing gay too. characters. <laughs> I had to think about it. Wait, did I? I don't think so. My it's funny because I was uh-uh. at, I was living I was living at home at that time. So like literally my little sisters would, would watch that with me and they're considerably younger than I am. And my mom would poke in every now and again and watch that. And I was like, this is kind of weird, but also yeah. kind of amazing. I think yeah. she wanted to know more. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, you know, these things, however you feel about the yeah. quality, they have a place not only in history, but in our history. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the movies to see um, Noah's Ark. The movie, the movie was good. Yes. Yeah, I did. the movie was good. It was okay. good. <laughs> Jump the broom, jumping the listen. They yes. they did what they needed to do. <laughs> but you know what? Since we're talking about that, mm. I would say even some of uh, Patrick Ian Polk's earlier work, Punks, mm. is I something if you can if you can get your hands on it. Because I don't know how hard yeah, it is. I have a copy of it, mm, a quote-unquote copy. Unquote copy. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> I, did copy. I did what I needed to do. <laughs> no, I saw the one with Jesse in it. That's the skinny. Yes, the skinny with Jesse and then the guy from the pod. Dustin. Yeah, Dustin yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Punks, Punks has uh, Rockman Dunbar in it and Seth Gilliam. God, I'm so bad with names. I'm going to have to look for that one. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. Because I follow him on uh, Instagram. Honestly, that is... Uh, I think that's his best movie, but that's my personal opinion. Um, I haven't seen all of his stuff yet, but I think he's doing something new soon too. Yeah. I mean, and even just like directors like, uh, 
Q. Allen Brocka. He did a lot of those eating out movies. Oh, I love the eating out movies. Me too. Trash, <laughs> but like the best. I mean, kind of you trash. know what? There's nothing wrong with the little <laughs> trash. Now. We talk trash every week. Mm. Listen, because <laughs> if we're gonna be honest, a lot of us are trash. You can't be trash and then expect non-trash on your screen. Like, come on. I live with trash. Oh, well, whatever, bitch. That ain't, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> so yeah, you know, like I say, Q. Allen Brocka, mm, Patrick uh-huh. Ian Polk. Um, I'm very, very excited for uh, uh, Janet Mock to see what yeah, she's Netflix going deal. to do with her yeah. Netflix deal. So there's a lot of things to to keep. And mm-hmm. I'm obviously just barely scratching the surface. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's so much. I do want to highlight podcasts because I think that mm-hmm. it's important for us to band together. So outside of this podcast, outside of He Said, He Said, some of the ones that I listen to on a regular basis... Listen, I don't listen to everything every week because I only have so many brain so many. cells. Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm. It's, it's, there's a lot of content. Yes. Um, Chronicles Abroad is a podcast that is hosted by two black lesbians. And they talk about and they interview a mm. lot of people within the community. I don't know if all of their guests are in the community, but I think they do have a focus on that about living abroad not just Mm. traveling because traveling gets a lot of buzz but they are very adamant about highlighting living abroad Mm. for people that look like us and love like we do um another one that i listen to a lot is hella single that's hosted by lamont baldwin and it's taken a little bit of a different spin now but the way it started off i think was so unique and interesting because he would bring on guys that he used to date or has some kind Mm. of sexual relationship okay and they would have very candid uh, conversations about what happened between them why things didn't work out interesting how they perceived each other so Mm. i thought that that was amazing because you could literally see a black gay man growing in Mm the realm of love and relationships and sex. Mm. And it's not just a here are all the pieces of shit mm. that did me wrong. <laughs> Here's all the little dicks that I done had. You know what I mean? It's it's more <laughs> yeah. of a when I was in this situation with this individual, I did this right. and it caused this and this is how I learned from it. So it's it. more mm. introspective. Yes. And yeah. he's very adamant about call me out right. if I did something, if I said something, whatever the case may be. So I think that that's very interesting. And now he's highlighting and interviewing people and really kind of poking at mm. their love life, their romantic situations, how their mind works around that. So I think that that's important because as a community, we say this a lot. We don't have a lot of examples. Mm -hmm. So if someone is able to use their platform to say, here are some of the lessons that I learned. Hopefully it'll help us do better or it'll keep someone younger than me from going through the same struggles that I did. I think that that's important. I think that that's beautiful. Another podcast that I like called Mega Sheen, and that's actually a geek podcast. So they talk about a lot of comic book stuff. You're going to say Megatron. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they be talking about Megatron if he up here in these streets. Okay, yes. <laughs> but they really mm. just, you know, it's good to see queer voices of color mm-hmm. be able to talk about the geek stuff. Because right. we know that sometimes in our community it can be 
I was gonna say a little judgmental, but who? No, very judgmental. It can be judged, which I think you know. Considered society, to be white, you yeah, know, considered to be yeah. other, other something outside of being black. Yeah, because even heterosexual people still kind of are getting over the hump. I would mm-hmm. say I don't want to say they're still struggling, but they're starting to get over the hump. It's being, I want to say, it's being a little bit more embraced to be a little bit on the nerdy side, right? And so you know, I I like to hear people that look like me or that quote unquote love like me talk about things that I'm interested in. You know, they do movie reviews of Mm. Marvel stuff. And like I said, they talk about a lot about that stuff. So I I like that. Um, Another podcast is called eat, pray thought. And that is hosted by Savoy Jefferson out of New York city. And it basically is what it sounds like. He has guests on, he has a co-host and they just kind of, give you an, an an opening into people's minds and how they work. So they talk about eat, you know, they talk about food and how that relates to their mm-hmm. life, thoughting, you know, how whatever mm-hmm. kind of sexual or relationship mm-hmm. type things. Thoughtful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and prayer, like the spiritual aspect of life. And I, the reason why I like that podcast is because things like that really give you more of that three-dimensional view of people. Right. And so you can look at someone and say, okay, this is more than just someone that's making me laugh on a podcast. Right. Because now I can see, okay, they they like these kind of foods or these are the, the after, you know, I don't know, they walls come down. Ooh. They like to go to <laughs> McDonald's and have yes. a McChicken. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that ooh, that just make, walls. it just makes it. You said thought or what? Oh, come on, I mean, walls. it could be a combination depending <laughs> on what you're into. You eat, uh, you <laughs> thought he eats. Okay. okay. No, that sounds interesting too because I just like the fact that it, 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 it is a 360 view where it's like, you yeah. know, especially when you start to bring like religion into it yes. where mm-hmm. religion doesn't have to fall outside of your humanity exactly because nobody's perfect or and it doesn't have to define right define mm-hmm. you as a human right either, right because we're all multifaceted there you go and you know he has a lot of interesting guests i think one of the bigger highlights uh he had a porn star on there named max connor so and I the reason Max Connor has his issues like I'm not even gonna front, <laughs> but the reason why I think that that was uh, important is because we know in our community. Let me speak specifically for the G mm-hmm. in the community. We treat <laughs> porn stars, sex workers like shit, mm-hmm. and so I anytime where we can highlight someone who does that and remind people, Hey, this is a human. Yeah. They're not just put on this planet for your consumption because you like the way they look while they're having sex with someone. Mm -hmm. Like this is a person with hopes, with dreams, with ambition Mm -hmm. that eats food like you do. Right. All right. He loves his mama like Erica Badu. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I thought that however you feel about the individual. Yes. I think that that's important. And I, I always like to be able to say, okay, I don't have a complete view, obviously, because I don't know you, but I learn more than just what you had to say on this one topic. So I like podcasts that do that. Uh, Another podcast, Him Podcast. It's literally Him, Mm H-I-M. And um, they just they, they have a lot of energy. They're fun. And they I don't know if it's kind of like irony or or whatever, but. I like the way, first of all, they have a guy on their, one of the hosts, this four hosts named Trey. Mm. Trey and those graphics, listen, (laughs) 
when you t- when you talk about people who have a calling, because yeah. their graphics are always top notch, mm-hmm. um, and they do a lot of pink. And so that's why I say I think it's kind of like a, a play on words because, yeah. like, you know, they're they're not the most masculine m- men either. Right. Which I think is very, very, very important to highlight. Like, mm-hmm. we don't all have to be Michael Sam's. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I mean, he has his issues. Too, but <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? So seeing them and just talk about navigating life and hearing younger gay younger than me (laughs) gays talk about their dreams and their ambitions and things of of that nature really number one motivates me to figure out what the hell my dreams and and ambitions are (laughs) but it also it makes me feel good to see i don't want to say the generation younger than me because i'm not sure if we're not part of the same generation but to know that Mm. there are gays in their 20s that are figuring it out they have help they're building their communities things that i didn't really have yeah. some of that being my own fault some of that being just from my living situation where i was raised and how i was raised and things of that nature so i like to see that uh really quick two more there's a seattle-based podcast called the table um mm-hmm. and that's hosted by isaac and nadia and i honestly i just listened to that because they're from yeah, seattle from here. yeah yeah or i won't say they're from seattle but, yeah, they're, but they're here they're based here yeah. so yeah. I think it's important for us to have our own community because I didn't really understand the power of that locally when I was still living in Houston. Mm -hmm. And also it wasn't, it's not easy to find podcasts that are based out of Houston. Right. Especially ones that are um, hosted by queer people or queer people of color, especially. So check that out. And the last one, and probably I would say, is at the top of my list of recommendations just because of their identity. There is a podcast called Marsha's Plate, mm. and it is hosted by three trans people, uh, two trans women, and then there's a trans guy. And one of the trans women and the trans guy are in a relationship. Mm. And they are, number one, they're very, they're entertaining. Mm-hmm. So if you're one of those people that can't listen to something unless they making you laugh, <laughs> they're entertaining. You know, there's uh, one of the trans women, Mia is a mess. Like Mia is hilarious <laughs> yeah. to me. Um, Diamond, who is kind of like, you know, the prue of, the, of okay. the three of them is very, very insightful. Okay. And they talk about a lot about things that are going on in the trans community, things that you would never even think about going on with them and, news that you never really know about that's mm-hmm. going on they keep up with a lot of articles things of that are going on they they really are abreast of what's going on in the trans community and so i think it's important that mm. their work is highlighted so yes those are my recommendations y'all check them out so we're gonna wrap this up real quick and boom, I'm going boom. to actually steal another element from he said, he said, because I really, really like this um, as someone who struggles with depression and a host of other things. This segment kind of reminds me that, you know, let's try to to see things in a positive light. Mm-hmm. Now, how much of that I absorb that's between me and the deity that I pray to. But I do think it's important and I, I really like that. So. Jay, I can start it. So mine, mine is a little shady, but oh, it is what it is. Kind of like come on, life. shady endings. Like Homosexuality is found in over four hundred and fifty species. Homophobia is only found in one. 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> well, bum bum. <laughs> You know what? That's a happy ending because it's it's sobering, bitch. Everyone is gay. The birds out outside is gay. The giraffes that's on secretly extinct, about to be extinct, extinct is gay. The rhino at the zoo might be gay, bitch. The oh lion and tigers God. and bears. But guess what? Only you don't one know which species. species. Four hundred and fifty, bitch. <laughs> so I can only assume that the I zoo think, got a whole bunch of homosexuals in these streets. I think dolphins are one. Sharks probably are. Dolphins you know? make sense though. Yeah, and Dolphins. they have sex for pleasure. Ooh, yeah, I was gonna say they. <laughs> an ostrich, a peacock, bitch. You know, peacocks be real homosexual. Wasn't there a story of like uh, some penguins? Yes, yes, that like yeah. they were a couple, but yeah. only one and species, they and they had like a homophobic. Yeah. Mm. I wonder why. There's mm. only one species that is ruining the planet too. So well. that's a happy ending because I just want to let y'all know that you have a choice. You could be part of the 450 oh, or part of the gosh. one. Mm. All right. Well, mine is from the great Maya Angelou. Auntie, auntie. <laughs> yes, auntie. <laughs> and it is, if you are always trying to be normal, you will never know how amazing you can be. And I think that that's really interesting because um, one of the, the things that I think people um, don't realize is that um, when we're looking for equality, we're not looking for normalcy. It's not us striving to be mm-hmm. like what we're not. So like we're not trying to be like straight people because we're not straight people. You know, we are really, truly just trying to be ourselves and have that be accepted in the broader culture. And another thing more personally, I would say about this is that um, and Jay has really helped me with kind of um, thinking outside of the box and reaching for that thing that feels like it's like a stretch goal mm-hmm. because you'll never know if you don't try. And it's like, you know, why just, you know, do this thing that's so normal when you could be out here reaching for the stars and doing something you never expected. Mm, yeah. And the greatest example of that would be our podcast because it started out as this idea where it was like, can we really do this? And it's like, now we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you know, do you boo and don't try to be like everybody Boom. else because when you do you, you will usually excel. Okay. I like that. My happy ending is something that I just made. <laughs> <laughs> we like made up things. <laughs> but it's, it's where I am currently in life. So self-reflection is a great tool to have in your arsenal. Mm. And more of us need to get to know her. Mm-hmm. It is not easy. It is not comfortable. And it is not swift. But it is rewarding. And it really will help you in so many facets of life that you don't even realize Mm -hmm. it's beyond just being a better person Mm -hmm. being better in relationships being a better friend Mm. following your passions and your creativities and things of that nature it's a it's a big pot that a lot of ingredients are in it's a gumball it, it is okay with a good root, right? Oh, okay, good. not the box root. <laughs> and that, I don't even know nothing about cooking, but I know <laughs> you know, you know what it tastes like, though. Mom, I know the difference, okay? <laughs> Come on, but I think that, especially in our community, especially amongst gay men, we tend to be resistant to self reflection mm-hmm. and self awareness. 
And I think that a lot of the things that we talked about during this podcast about pride and things we would like to see, a lot of that starts with looking within. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't identify the things that you need to improve on or that you need to support, then what are you really doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, but it also the more important. Let me okay. Let me. Let me I'm sorry, y'all. Let me get on my little soapbox yeah. real quick. Okay. Listen, a lot of us will be in a lot better positions mm. with other gays if we learn how to self reflect. Mm. You will love be yourself. in a lot less fights. Yes. You will be out here in these streets, not you know on a world star video like there's a lot of elements you know you will be better you will learn you will be more compassionate i think a lot of people when they start to be able to really look within and embrace what's there know what to nurture Mm -hmm. know what to let die Mm -hmm. as far you know your phobias yes i'm looking at you gays that are transphobic okay (laughs) you know what i mean like there's a lot of elements Mm. that i think start with self-reflection yeah no some things you gotta let go yeah, like I want like God, but it's yeah. like a lot. We can sit here until we're blue in the face preaching about okay. being homophobic. Yes, but unless a person is willing to look inside and let what we say, or let that knowledge and that information permeate and change what is going on within, mm. we might as well just be talking to a wall. So that's true. And I think that's also a word for the broader American culture right now where, you know, if people were a little bit more self-reflective and got to the root of why they hate and got to the root of, you know, why they feel the way they do about President Trump or minority groups or whatever it is that we would all be better for it. For sure. I definitely agree. Listen, (laughs) Mother Earth is Look, like, ooh, child. This was an absolute moment, bitch. Yes. yes. I, this was obviously a little bit longer than what I usually offer <laughs> my listeners. <laughs> but listen. but we are talking about us. Yes. Okay. okay. Yes. If any episode is going to run longer than what I would prefer, it's, it's going to be a pride rainbow, episode. Okay. reading rainbow. Yes. <laughs> okay. Gay side rainbows out here. Okay. With little funny. he said, he said cake top on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so speaking of... Ray and Jay, thank you so much for helping me facilitate oh, this no, thanks for amazing conversation. Yeah, no, we appreciate any collaboration with you. Always. Yes. Yes. So now is, the pun- now is the time to plug all of your things. Yes. Let the people know where to find he and the said. <laughs> so you can find us all the socials at he said he said pod. Um, and you can also find us um, wherever you stream your podcast at He Said He Said Pod. And if you are in the Seattle area and you're looking for a good old time, we host Bingo at Barsu here on Capitol Hill. It's We Said Bingo Pop Culture Experience, and our next one is July 31st. It's $5 yes, it at the enter, and guess how much the jackpot was last month? $285. Ooh, okay. Come on. <laughs> we trying to break 300 before the summer is over. This yes, and yes. Asterix, this is the last of the summer. So it this is. is your moment. It We're is. taking August off for our yes. live show here in Seattle yes. on August 10th. And At the tickets, Jewel Box Theater. Yes. You can buy your tickets on our social media. Uh, and we will be there doing the absolute most in these streets. <laughs> and we may have a party or two, so keep your yeah, ear in the streets. Coming Shuffle up. and repeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, you guys know where to find me. Gay Side Stories is pretty much easily searchable. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm-hmm. Send in some letters. Uh, what else? Support your local gay black 
<laughs> rate on Apple Podcasts. Um, share the show with other people. Yes. Support the other five thousand podcasts that we do. That tell your uncle, to tell your brother, to no. tell your doctor. That part. Okay. So. Support Flawless Noises Media Network. Get to know our sound and some of our other podcasts. And I think that is going to be it. So <laughs> yes. we are out. <laughs> Thanks Peace up. Let, your, let, let your pride flag fly every month. Yes. Not just in June. 365 gay. That part. <laughs> That's a hashtag. <laughs>